coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Welcome back to the Paper Stack Podcast. My name is Rick Allen, and this is my esteemed colleague, host, and friend, Brett Berkey. Come in. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. We're here at Node Expo. Two places at once. I know. It's like almost like parallel universes, you know? It is. How did we do this? I don't know. It's some kind of quantum physics stuff. Where's your studio? (laughs) Oh, man. So I almost had to like change my, uh, our flight. Well, not our flight out, my flight out. Oh. Because my daughter this morning, she came in and she was like, she handed me this flyer and goes, I've got, I got a, I got the honor roll and there's an honor roll breakfast at her school. And I'm like, what day is it? And she's like, oh, November 2nd. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, well, let me see what time my flight is. I was like, oh, I fly out at 9.30. And, you know, it's an hour from where her school is to the airport. And it's from 8.30 to 9. And I'm like, baby, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. And she just starts crying. I'm like, oh. jeez, oh, the guilt trip. That was, that was terrible. And then, because she, she didn't think my, my wife was going to be able to go. So I was like, She's like, you're never going to get straight A's again. She's like, she's like but my wife is like, I'm going to be able to go. I'm like, oh. Okay. So I was like, is she being dramatic or do I need to like change my flight, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's my only daughter. Yeah. You know, I do the same for my boys, but it's just like, ugh, horrible. Yeah. Well. But, so I still up in the air. <laughs> well, Thursday the 2nd is my wife's birthday, so I'm flying out on her, her birthday. So... Is it never good? No, it's never good. She 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 never likes it. It's always the same thing every year. What'd she say? I told her I'd take her out to dinner the night before, and where I suggested we go to dinner, she she called me cheap. And so, I think it's good. It's it's Indian food, cilantro's. She said you wouldn't take your wife there. I said Rick would take his wife there. I mean, may, I don't know, maybe. I said we go to cilantro's, and afterwards we have a couple beers, and you know, it's whatever. We walk around in her garden. She didn't like that idea. So, whatever. Sounds like it's going to be expensive when I get back or before, you know. And she doesn't want to ride out there with you? No, she doesn't want to. She want to okay. Yeah, no. she, she, whatever. She doesn't want to do it, so. It is what it is, but, yeah. So, so, what's on the agenda for the day? What are we talking about? So, on the agenda for today is you got to pay off. It's a glorious day, you know. It could be glorious. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Uh, what do you mean you got to pay off? Like they the the borrower paid off their loan. Yeah, either they refinanced or they decided to just drop the cash and pay off their mortgage all one chunk. But all of a sudden you got to pay off and you're done. And so who are you talking to? Is the servicer talking to you? Do you, you know what are some of those critical things that you need to do? I mean, do you need to record something with the county? What, what happens now? You got you got paid off. So first off, what could stop a payoff? What you don't even realize how short this podcast is about to be. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Well, we gotta get. We gotta keep, get. Back. Keep on asking, bud. We gotta get back for the back to the conference. Yeah, we gotta get back to the conference. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going up on stage a little bit, doing a, doing a TED Talk style, yes, speech talk. Whatever. We'll release that next yeah. week. Yeah. Once we're back. Once we're back. So, uh, what happens? You got to pay off. You got to pay off. They're all paid off. They, you you got your money. Is the money already in your account? 
No, so that you get a call from your servicer. So Ah, so you get the call from your servicer. Servicer saying, hey, it's probably not a call. It's probably an email. Approve this payoff. Okay, That's what it's going to have. They'll send over something. Hey, you got a request for a payoff or does this payoff look good? Yes, it looks good. Something along those lines. Um, or typically they'll just say, yes, it looks good for you. I guess they would say request this if it were like a different kind of payoff. But yeah, that's, you know, if it were like a short sale or something like that. But if you get a payoff, the servicer literally just approves the payoff. Hey, here, you know, somebody sends in and says, what's your payoff? They request the payoff from, you know, the borrower requested or a title company requested or another, you know, potentially another lender. And they'll say, what's, the, we need a payoff for this. And then when it closes, you're, they, the, either the, Title company or yeah, usually it should be a title company. They will send funds and or the borrower will send in a large chunk of money to pay it off. But you're done. Typically, your servicer will hand can and will handle the satisfaction. They will. Mm-hmm. What is the satisfaction? It's satisfactional lien. It's what releases it. Right. What releases the? And the the servicers need to get that recorded with the county. Mm-hmm. That's on the servicer, not on yeah. you. Typically, the servicer will will handle that for you. It's a, like a value add or something they can do. You'll have to sign the release, but it's a, yeah. I mean, so let me ask you a question: When it when it happens, does the servicer take a big hey? You know, is this a, a payout chunk that we get, or is it just regular? Just it's just a regular thing. They don't they don't get a big piece of it. Like if there's I mean, like a bonus. If, or a it, no, if there's like a loss mitigation like strategy involved, like they'll get they'll get a chunk there if they were part of it, you know, it's, but every servicer is different. Their fees are all different. So you just have to look at it. So they'll have different fees. If it was like, hey, it's a short sale, then sometimes they get one or two percent of the the payoff. Of the payoff because... Of the, the, well, not of the payoff, of, the, of what was paid in. So it just, it varies really by servicer. Right, okay. So that's, there's not much to it. There's not a whole lot to no, it. No, man, what are you, who are you talking to? You're talking to somebody to start spending that money again to get it back at work. That's what you're really looking for. That's interesting. So it's pretty, you know, if you have a FPI, you probably need to cancel your FPI. Force place. Force place insurance. If you're, if it's not being, if that's not something included in your servicing and you're handling it, you'll have to cancel that. But, I mean, your servicer will deboard the loan and you're done. Nice. And then you just walk away with a chunk of cash. You walk away with your your funds. So, I mean, those can be really cool. If you buy something that's like, non-performing and you get it at a really good deal and then there's this big payoff or man i've sold stuff i've bought stuff too i've i've purchased performing assets and like two months after we purchased it it paid off that's awesome it, it it's good if you buy it at a discount like if it's a re-performer and it pays off oh we did one where i bought uh, it was an owner finance deal we bought it for like 72 cents on the dollar right it was because it was a lower price band asset. It was almost newly originated. And when we, <laughs> it paid off within like two months of getting it. Nice. And it was, I was like, well, what the heck happened here? And I went back and looked and the guys, the guy who bought it, he bought it for his son. He was a, he owned a concrete block company. So, I mean, you know, the guy was, you know, making five or $600,000. It was a $40,000 loan he took out just so he could do it without having you know owner financing 12 percent fixed it up turn around and just paid cash for it paid it off so you know those are great because you're buying them thinking you're gonna it's gonna take you know 
20 years? 20 years to recover your capital. And you don't recover, or you don't, you recover all your capital, but you don't let, like, if it goes out 20 years, you make more money, but the, the ROI is higher because it pays off so quickly. Interesting. Is there ever a strategy where you're on a... Or the yield is higher. When you're, like, looking at notes to know, to say, hey, look, this one looks, these based off, because I know there's something inside of, where, where, where would I see it? I saw one of the days... Servicing notes. If you look at the servicing notes, sometimes you'll see in there, uh, payoff requested, payoff requested. That'd be a nice one to find without the person selling it knowing. Right. And believe me, it happens when they're like, payoff requested. Why wouldn't they already... So how would, how would someone request a payoff and the person currently that owns it not be notified? I guess at that point it would be this, like the... It's not something that's being approved. You know, it would be a performing loan where they're not behind. You're not having to approve any past due fees or anything like that. You're just saying, yeah, this is the... The servicer gets the pay, uh, payoff request. They say they look at their books, say, well, it's a performing loan. Everything's up to date. Here, that's the payoff because they're the bookkeepers. Interesting. But So this, I might be missing a part. I, I'm, you're the seller. Mm -hmm. you, I'm the seller of the loan. Right, and you are aware that there's a, a payoff request. Yeah, I would never sell a loan if I knew there was a payoff request. Well, how the heck would you get it to where you're buying it? Is this to somebody that... What's big, that? How, how would someone as a buyer find something like that in the servicing notes and not have had the person that currently owns it see that? Because you have a hundred loans. Like, I don't read through the servicing notes on all the loans I own. But no, but when the person made a, a payoff request, wouldn't that servicer have alerted you as the asset owner? Maybe. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I'd like to know if that was the case, man. I'd be yeah. pretty pissed if I was this person putting so, it on a site so, and saying, saying, hey, yeah, there's, there's, there's a payoff a request there. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you there's a payoff request. And then you just sold it for like... <laughs> well, the worst is when, you know, and this has happened also, where you're selling something and a payoff request comes in and they're running their due diligence. And you're like, hey, man, I just got a payoff request on this. We're going to hold off on the sale. Oh. Uh, let me pay for your your due diligence and most people will get that and understand it and they'll be like oh okay i got it yeah They're what's like, the fastest you've ever had a payoff request happen two months you say yeah a couple months 60 days what was the yield on that breaking the calculator type stuff no you don't break the calculator on it. it's just high it was, it was a lot you know so it's like i think the payoff it was like a forty thousand dollar balance talking about yeah and okay. we we maybe we were in it for like 28 or 30 or 31 so oh. put out 30 30 well you put out $31,000 and make 9,000 and you you know you make you get nine grand back in 60 days later so it's like well that's you know good. yeah that's that's a huge return those are those are great returns yeah um, I'm trying to think if we had any big ones that were like really big like where a payoff can go wrong is if you're listening to this and you're new make sure you get your documents recorded because we actually had somebody on our site that didn't get the documents recorded, mm -hmm. and the payoff came in, and they said the servicer said, "Can't do it. You're not. You're not. In, you're not recorded as the owner of this note." They ended up getting the money because they, they did. But they recorded. They recorded their assignment. Oh yeah, they they hopped to it because they were, <laughs> they wanted to get the money, but mm -hmm. still it was a pain in the butt. Yeah. Because it was like New York or something. It was some crazy state. It went back and forth, back and forth. It was. It was terrible, and the person started. I've seen that happen off. so many times. It happened to us. You, well, well, oh yeah. Well, we when we first started this, we were like, 
we were getting the project properties and um, we were getting the notes and then getting the deed and lose so fast that it was like I was taking the assignments to the title company and they were recording it and then doing everything. I didn't really know. And then we had a couple of them where they're like, well, where's your recorded assignment? I'm like, recorded assignment? I went and looked. I'm like, man, we missed recording these. And so we immediately set up a set something up to where as soon as we bought an asset, the collateral file never came to us. It went to a company called EdgeMac. Oh, yeah, I remember EdgeMac. And so the, comp- it, the collateral file went to EdgeMac. EdgeMac took it, got the file, indexed it. We had a cloud service, so we could always go back and we could download anything. They did a color scan copy, indexed, and then they recorded all the assignments. As, they, like, as soon as they got one, we just had a workflow. So we're like, all right, we'll never not do that. That's smart. Okay, so there's really not a whole lot to it. Just make sure you have your ducks in a row and that you talk to your servicer, that you read or the emails that they send over to know there's a payoff request. Also mm-hmm. making sure that that document is definitely recorded in the county so you can get your money and then just wait for the money to come in. And yeah. Then after that, once it's in. If you're interested in like that flow, mm-hmm. I know Casey Wilson does that. They have that flow available. Casey Wilson does? Yeah, to where have the documents turned over to them. If you're going through our system, you can say, look, keep the documents with the auditor. That's right. Keep the documents with the auditor, reach out to them, set up your own flow of saying, okay, once you have the documents, this is what I want to happen. And they'll, they'll do everything. They'll record them, index them. You can have a... Uh, storm. You can have them be your doc custodian storm in their, I think they uh, fireproof say something like that, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, it's pretty simple to. It's 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 a nominal cost. It's like forty bucks or something. It's, so, it's just something. It's so worth it. Yeah, it's just to have them do it, keep it, and not have to worry about it. Otherwise, you got giant collateral back file packages. You or, just have to look at something if you're doing it. You're like, well, if I were going to do a thousand of these things, I would have to do something. Because if I were buying like three or four hundred at a time, I couldn't record three or four hundred assignments. It would take forever. Yeah, that I, that's all I would be doing. So it's like you have to be able to offload it onto somebody. Casey Wilson's a great one to do it. And there's other companies out there that do it. But Interesting. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty much it. All right. You stretched that one out. I was, you took that. That was supposed to be a fairly – that was going to be fairly short. It was like nothing. You, you just let the servicer do it all. Have you ever – you know how many questions I ask? I always ask I know. Them. I, I know. always I ask a million questions. It doesn't matter what it is. We can joke's be... on me. <laughs> we can be doing anything. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. I just – I'll, I'll go deep because I know these some people will ask these questions in their head, and if we don't cover them, yeah. I got one for you guys. What's the over under on the amount of time that Brett spends at the booth for a two day event? I'm gonna say less than an hour and a half. Whatever. Less than an hour and a half at the booth because Brett is just like in and out. He'll like stop in to grab a mint and then he leaves. I don't even, yeah, I don't even like the mints, but yeah, no, I, I, I I'm, de- I'm a sh- t-shirt deliverer slash meeting maker, like I'm networking. Mike's at the booth. He, he's got it. <laughs> Mike yeah. likes the booth. He likes to be at the booth. And right. I mean, I, I, I sit there sometimes, and then I go talk to somebody, and then go talk to somebody else, and but you know that's how you learn. You, you got to mm-hmm. network and get out there. If they're not coming to us, I'm going to come to them. So that's, that's it. Yeah. So. The over-under is probably, a two-day event, probably four or five hours. Oh, I said an hour and a half. You want to take the over on that? Yeah. 
yeah, I think I think it's about four hours. You know what? You could you could wind up there at four hours because you'll sit down and you'll have your computer there and you'll start working on like editing a video or you'll do some support or something like that and then you'll get you'll get stuck there. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely talk, well last year at Node Expo I was the only one there, so I was there pretty much the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> when there's other people that can actually you know, handcuffed them to the desk <laughs> yeah. last year so you're I get you you're due to go out and wander yeah that was aimlessly yeah. that was DME that was me I was wandering a lot you know I, oh I bet yeah I bet Mike, so. Mike liked the booth so but that's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll see who won that bet mm -hmm. on, the, on the next podcast but the good thing is is that I so can, you're gonna say four hours four hours okay all right yeah <laughs> you're saying so you're gonna say four hours or more i'm gonna take four i'm gonna take less than four hours yeah okay all right i'll take less than four i'll take the under all right so we'll uh we'll let you know who won and then and if you have your own questions you know where to put them put them in the comments reach out to hello at paperstack if you haven't already um check out the academy the simulations are going in they're they're starting to get in there and it's what do you think so far you think it's, it's turning out to be pretty cool um, TBD, to be determined. I got to see it all come together. I got to see it come together because right now I'm doing the recordings and I'm like, I want to see one. That's why I said let's do one. We got to see one come out. But I think it's going to be good. I, I definitely, it's better than the other simulator that we put out. Put out a simulator? No, we didn't. <laughs> so that's why it's better than what we've already got. So it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, or the other simulators that are available out in the market today. There's none. So it's. I just look at how Paperstack was when we first released it. Yeah, it'll and be a building. In it'll progress. be a build. It'll it'll get better. So I, and who knows? We'd be knocked out of the park on this first one. We'll see. I just record. He uh, will put it all together and make it interesting. The mad scientist. So we'll catch you on the next episode of the Paperstack podcast. Rick Allen, Brett Berkey. See ya. Ciao. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome.